Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. It's time for another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. And on the other line, why, it's Vicky. Vicky, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. We're having a good day time. Off. It's a day off. This is a, a, a rare but exciting daytime Sauce Talk recording. We don't do many of these. But uh, when you mentioned that you had the day off, I was like, what a, a perfect time to get this in, especially during the... The festive holiday season. We're all very festive. Neither of us are wearing anything resembling Christmas stuff. And in the background, at least of each of our pictures here, we don't have anything Christmassy. But I do know, I saw you had a tree over there in the corner. Yeah, all of our Christmas stuff is kind of mostly on one side of the house in like the living room area since it's like open. Mm -hmm. There's a Christmas bottle outfit on one of my bottles on the bar. That's fine. We have a couple, uh, I don't know, there's a nutcracker and some creepy Santas strewn about. I was at a bar last weekend and on like, they had like tons of bottles behind the bar, of course. And on like, I would say a quarter of them, they had little Santa hats on top of the cap. Yeah. And it was very that's fun. exactly right. Check it out. I don't know if you can see it in the distance. It's a green hat sticking straight Oh, yes, there up. it is. Yes, I can see it. That's awesome. Now, see, that's <laughs> actually way more extravagant. These are very small ones, so you're actually kind of blowing them away in that regard. Oh, hey. Thanks, Ida. That's my mom. She, I kept some of her tacky shit. I like it. Uh, it's that time. We do it every week. It's so important. It's the only thing anyone listens for. Vicky, eat anything good lately? I really have. Hell yeah. Um... We've been trying not to go out, so I've been cooking from the New York Times cooking stuff. That's good stuff. It's so good. And I've made two things that I really have enjoyed a lot. One, I made this chicken shawarma that had a white sauce, which is just like not like plain yogurt and garlic and lemon juice fucking delicious and it went over the chicken which was like heavily seasoned i think i accidentally put in double the seasoning but it actually worked out okay uh it was like cumin paprika cinnamon turmeric garlic ginger uh lemon juice um i don't know it was just like incredibly potent flavor and it was so fucking good like every time i ate it i would text john this is so fucking good. <laughs> and I think he did the same, actually. But That's awesome. Um, that. And then I made, uh, on a last minute thing, uh, I planned this, like, cookie exchange because I'm the social committee for my <laughs> work unit. So you're one of those people. I have to be. You have to, like, be a slave to, like, make money there. And, like, they clock everything that you do all year. So if it looks like you're doing nothing for the unit, then whatever. Anyway, I'm the social committee. You need some stuff to put up, up there and be like, here's where my time went. I, yeah, I arranged a cookie exchange and everybody threw down. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make some cookies. I happen to have mostly all the ingredients and then it was supposed to have Earl Grey tea in it. So I, 
I unfortunately realized that we didn't, we only had one bag of tea because John loves tea and we had cardamom tea. So I made cardamom tea sugar cookies and they turned out fucking delicious. That sounds great. Yeah. They were so good. They're like kind of chewy, coated in sugar. Um, and then the cardamom tea is like a lot more delicate than the regular cardamom. I don't know. It was, I was just like actually surprised and impressed by the recipe. It, it sounds like you had a good recipe and I, I bet the Earl Grey would have been good too, but it may, I, changing it up, making your own version seems even better. I love tea, uh, period, but also just like either used in snacks or used in a cocktail or whatever. I think that almost always works for me. Yeah, it's so good. So tea itself is kind of annoying to me lately. I don't know why. I used to drink a lot of tea, and now it just tastes like leaf water to me. But <laughs> well, I mean, it is leaf water, so it should taste like that. I know, and it, I but it I don't know. It's like eating parsley or something. It just tastes like nothing. But I don't put anything in it, and I think that's where I've gone wrong. Maybe I, I need to put like honey and something in it. I drink tea every day and I love it and I never put anything in it. What kind of tea do you drink? I mostly of late have been drinking like a very basic oolong, but then my favorite is always uh Lopsong Sushong, like really smoky stuff. Huh. And uh <clears throat> Mike Huber not so long ago, a while ago at this point, was like, hey, you're drinking a lot of tea. You know it's a good idea. End of the day, make you that cup of tea, pour a shot of whiskey in it. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, so that's really what's up. And so, like, at, like, and then also, I, I like loose leaf tea. And then I like you, uh, the stuff I usually drink, reusing the leaves is really effective. And, in fact, like, the first cup you have with those leaves that's the shitty one. And then like, it's the second one you're excited about. And so like an ideal day of everything's going perfectly for me at work. Like I like to drink tea for like a pick me up in the afternoon and to just be shitty all morning and not do any work. So I don't drink the caffeine then because it makes you feel weird. I'm just tired all morning. But then I'm like, and then I have like a good peak from like 11 to one or two. And then at like two, let's say I'll make a cup of tea and it's okay because it's the first round with those leaves. But then I make cup number two at like three thirty. Same bag. Uh, I mean, it, it's loose, but yeah, it, oh. I just I reuse the leaves. I, I have like a little insert that goes in my uh, cup. I take that out and leave it on the counter. When I go back out, I make I get new hot water, pour it over those same leaves. Round two is the truth. Now you you can taste the leaves so much more. They like sitting out. They're probably like growing bacteria, and it's gross. But I want to drink it, so it's good fermenting tea yes and so that's the real one that's and that's the best cup of tea i'll have all day and then if things are going right four thirty, five o'clock finish with work round three make one more cup of tea shot of whiskey goes in this one. Oh yeah and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. oh just like it's like this uh the the tea just decides for me how my body should feel at all times in the best possible way i mean it sounds great. So the loose tea, 
I've never really used loose tea. I think we did it once and it was a disaster. Mm -hmm. Is there like a special technique to do it? You just throw the leaves in the pot and then... Uh, not in the slightest. That is not at all what I do. Uh, this was actually, I've mentioned before, uh, Gina Rochelle is very good at giving gifts and often in the in the sense of like she, she will buy me things that I really want that I didn't know I wanted. And last year for Christmas, she got me a loose leaf tea mug and it's just a regular mug but it's got a lid that goes with it and then a metal insert with a that has a little handle that sticks out the side and so you set that insert in and then you put the tea like the actual loose leaves in that and then you pour the water over it put the lid on and let it steep for whatever amount of time you want it's i do what it says on the on the tin and then so it's like for lopsong sushong it's five minutes i also have little kitchen timers that I will set and then put in my pocket and then walk back out to my desk. And then when the timer goes off, take the lid off, pull the insert out, the lid flips over and you can set the insert thing on there. And then that pulls all the leaves out, but leaves all the liquid behind. There's like well, tiny little Well, that seems better holes. than my plan, which was just to loose tea in the pot in disaster mode. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that works. Um, but no, I, I, I also well. have an electric kettle. So, like, this is a, a streamlined process. And the good news is I would say the outlay is less than $50. Like, none of these individual things are that expensive. Yeah. But if I didn't have any of them, I would be too lazy to do all of this. Yeah. We have an electric kettle, and it's a life changer. I love it's it. Yeah, okay. I love it so much. We uh, do espresso lately. We got an espresso machine, and it has streamlined our coffee process so much. We don't waste any coffee. Um, the coffee always tastes great. It's like rather, we, we couldn't figure out like how to make a good pot of coffee consistently. It just was like always like, eh, it's never like great. And like John would always go buy coffees anyways, cause he wants a good coffee. I was like, what's the point? Tell me about your espresso machine. Um, we have a Breville, a Bambino. I think it's called, and it's got like three buttons. One is a single shot, one is a double shot, and one is like to turn the steamer on so you can make steamed milk drinks. Um, we've only ever made like almond milk lattes, which were super good, but That's we amazing. that was like when we first got it for the novelty, and now we drink just espresso black. Or Americanos, I'm sorry. Sure. Because uh, we add the hot water. Mm -hmm. And they're so fucking good. It's just, like, flavorful. You can really taste the flavor of the beans. Like, we have <laughs> we have a delivery every two weeks of two bags of beans from beans.com. B-E-A-N-Z. Oh, love it, yeah. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's like, I laugh every time it... I get an email. At least it isn't bnz.com. That would be very internet-y of it. I think I think the, the beans with a Z is that's plenty. Good job. Yeah. But it's cool because it like there's different kinds and you can filter out like what kind you want. And we just like found this one kind and we, that's what we get. Nice. And it's cost effective because we're not going to the goddamn coffee shop. Yeah. I, I it's so easy to get that math to work when you really do it out as long as you commit to like I'm not gonna go buy, you know, these these coffees out and about. Like the oh, initial spend is not that big a deal. It's so nice. That's great. Yeah. 
uh, I think I might have told this story before, but you said Americano, and the way my brain works is I hear someone say Americano, and I'm like, oh, tell your Americano story. So I'm going to tell my Americano story. There was a brief period, I think this would have been like 2010-ish, when uh, I was tragically uh, not dating anyone. And the world was like, everybody was like, dang, Johnny should be dating someone. All these women are missing out because nobody's getting to date Johnny right now. And so I went on some dating apps. I guess back then it would have been dating websites because this is so long ago and I'm so long. But <laughs> I was going on a lot of okay Cupid dates and they were not going the greatest. And I was like, I just feel like, I guess I'm too nervous and I'm not doing a good job. And then I later found out the problem was that like, I, you know, I'm, I'm an, I'm an educated man. I know not to like, Hey lady, want to meet me at the bar so we can get fucked up. Like that's not a good opening that's when a, I've never met yeah, someone before. Yeah. So I'd always be like, I talked to someone I'm like, Oh, this is fun. You want to go to a coffee shop? And because I didn't drink coffee. And I, I still don't really drink. Occasionally, I'll have something, but I don't consume a lot of caffeine outside of this tea. I'm, I'm getting my caffeine game stepping up here lately. Uh, for the listener, yes, I did avoid saying step your pussy up there, so thank me for that. Um, <laughs> but I <clears throat> was going to these coffee shops. I'm unfamiliar with coffee. I don't drink coffee. And then I eventually, very quickly found a drink that worked for me and so i would I, I didn't think tasted bad and it and it was also big so i could drink it over the course of a whole day and so i would drink a double americano oh dear and then i was like and for some reason at the end of all these dates i'm just like so nervous and twitchy and i i talking too fast <laughs> it's like i am blowing my fucking caffeine sensors out and i had no i didn't know what it was i just the first couple of times i just ordered a thing off the menu and then i got an americano I was like that's good but if it was twice as big then I could drink it for longer. I wouldn't have to go back up to the thing. And boy, I, I can't drink double Americano. At least I can't. Some people yeah, probably can. Blast it on coffee. Exactly. So everybody's like, this guy was normal for the first 10 minutes. And they started shaking at me. Uh, I'm not going to see him again. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So yeah, uh, I eventually figured out, don't order double Americanos if you are not a caffeine freak. And then yeah, no, the I would order double Americano probably. That's a lot. I mean, okay. So when I bartended in New York, we made friends with the Starbucks people around the corner. And so they would come in, I'd give them free drinks and they would always bring us treats and coffees. And they learned our drinks that we would drink. And I would drink because I was insane and young and needed to stay awake for long periods of time, like late at night, I was drinking a venti iced coffee with three shots of espresso in it. Oh boy. And I would just like sip on that all night instead of drinking like Red Bulls all night. <laughs> and it, it actually was great. And I mean, I'm sure my heart like lost some time <laughs> <laughs> being overworked, but uh, I felt great. It was a good time. It, it seems like that was probably what you needed at that point. Yeah. And the Starbucks people were like, yeah, we got like free shots of pickleback or whatever the fuck. I love pickleback shots. I mean, they're great. Um, Hey, speaking of drinking alcohol, uh, this is this isn't a segment so much. It's just a thing that happens at the front of the podcast frequently these days. But I've got a weird canned cocktail that I'm gonna open and taste on the air. Does that sound exciting? Do you have anything around you want to drink? Yeah, I um, 
have a beer that I took from our fridge that uh, John got for free. <laughs> for That's kind. Beer. What kind of beer is it? It's a Dovetail Hellas Lager. There you go. That sounds great. 4.4%. So nothing too crazy on this lovely afternoon. Uh, I think you're doing better than me. I've got a, here's, here's a look at it for you and no one else. Ooh. A Craft House Cocktails Smoky Margarita. Uh, that sounds good. I hope it's good. Uh, it does not made with mezcal. It has so it's blanco tequila, but smoked agave spirit. Now agave spirit is concerning to me. It makes me think they're throwing some malt liquor in here and uh, trying to, to lie about it. Agave malt. Yeah, uh, and then, and real lime. It says to enjoy over ice, so I do have a little rocks glass here with some ice in it. Um, it's two hundred milliliters, and it is. 13.9% alcohol. Hey. So let's see how this treats us. And she's, all right, I'm going to open mine too. We're all Wait, doing well. What a crack. That was beautiful. Yeah, there you go. Looks good. Uh, it's a previous guest on your podcast. That one's for him. <laughs> Boy, mm -hmm. it really smells like a mezcal margarita over here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty damn good. Yum! How's wow. the sweetness level? Not very sweet, which is really what I am generally looking for. I think most margaritas are too sweet in general, and then, especially with this, it's they had a regular one, but I was like, maybe that smoky one will tone it down. And then they had like old fashioned and uh, that minty lime. And gin drink. It's not a mojito, but it's the uh, something like that. I, I don't know what it is. They had, so, but all these others were like that. Is such a simple drink. I don't know why I would want to get the the canned version. I was like smoky margarita. Like we could see this uh, working out. I this is. I'm going to taste it again. I just love smoke flavor. I love mezcal. Yeah. Um, this doesn't have mezcal, but it's still obviously, I think, would say inspired by it. I'm really pleased with this. I think this is the first time I've gotten one of these weird uh, canned cocktail things to drink on the show, and I've liked it. And I want to say this was $4.50, which, nice. as such things go, is not bad. That's not bad for one drink. Yeah. Especially, excuse me, um, especially if it's like more than one serving. Well, it's going to be one serving for me, but I think you could easily put in a little more ice in the glass, pour it, pour it into two. Now you're splitting it. Now it's basically free. That's boy math. Boy math. <laughs> um, how is your beer? Um, it's really refreshing right now, actually. I didn't realize I was thirsty, yet, and I probably should drink water, but this is tasting really great. I, I think a, a nice, crisp lager like that at two in the afternoon, that's that's living your best life. Yeah, I, I, I live my best life. My dog, little dog, is uh, snoring on my Aww, leg. That's wonderful. Yeah. I like worry that he has like respiratory problems or something, but the snoring is so cute <laughs> that I forget. Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Um, it's time for our next segment. Oh, that's the thing I'm not supposed to say anymore. I was going to try to stop saying it's time for our next segment. Let's see if anybody notices. Da, da, da. Hey, uh, Vicky, I'd like to ask you to add a song to our playlist. Does that sound fun? 
That sounds great. Okay. This is called I Like This Better. There's no music sting for it, but maybe there should be. Um, and just as the briefest of reminders for the listeners, we're building a playlist. This time, it's all songs from the 70s. And the only rule is you have to like your song the most on the playlist. So whatever song you add, you must like better than all the other songs. And I'll remind you quickly that the four songs on the playlist so far are Tupelo Honey by Van Morrison, Pink Moon by Nick Drake, Lost in the Supermarket by The Clash, and Funny How Time Slips Away by Al Green. So before we do your song, you like any of those songs? Yeah, I do. And I had to, full full confession, I had to listen to them to know what they sound like. I'm really bad with song names. Sure. Uh, even if I've heard them before. And I do like them all. And Well, no, wait. I think I forgot to listen to the Nick Drake one, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, my bad. If you so listen, sad. it's one of those, you would recognize it when you heard it. It's yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, of course that's called this. Well, I'm going to blindly say that I still think I like my song better. And I had I had another song that I was going to use. But then I came across this one in my liked song stuff and was like, oh, shit, that's a fucking great song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my song is Lovely Day by oh, Bill boy. Withers. There you go. Bill Withers is the fucking truth. Ugh, he's so good. He's so good. He was like 60 when he got discovered or something. He was like, he was older when he got discovered. John would know probably more than me, but um, he was like installing airplane bathrooms Wow. when he was like writing his first album. I think, I think that's going to be a tough one to beat. I think that's, that is a truly fantastic song. It's uh, it's so good, and it just like immediately puts you in like a nice mood, and you can like feel the good vibes. Not that I'm a vibes person, but uh, it's just like so fucking good. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like calm, positive feeling. I am not trying to. And and again, the whole point of the game is everybody adds the song they like the most. So I'm not trying to say anything about future efforts, but I just want to know your opinion. Do you like Lovely Day or Ain't No Sunshine better? Lovely Day, because Ain't No Sunshine is a bit depressing. <laughs> Maybe this is like the difference between us. I love both songs, but I am an Ain't No Sunshine guy. It's a great song. I mean, but it'll put you in a place that is less happy than lovely day. It's, it, it's a different place. I reside there most of the time. Uh, <laughs> I, it's a good thing. I, I only asked because when you said that, I was like, this is, these are, these songs are getting more and more difficult to one up. But I thought for me, if I, I don't, I don't add any songs at this point, eventually I may get the opportunity to add songs. But if I were going right now, and I had a song that you just like. If say I had a song that I liked the most, but I didn't like as much as "Lovely Day," which honestly is a lot of songs, I might turn to "Ain't No Sunshine" right now. And I wonder if someone will play that card in the future. But you wouldn't be able to play that card because it's it's not ahead for you. Yeah, well, it's just "Lovely Day" is just like, oh damn, I fucking love this song. Like when it comes on, you can put it on any almost any playlist, and it would just like if you're having people over, like no one's gonna be mad that that song comes on. Or like, just be so lucky. Like, yeah, 
exactly. They should be so lucky. Exactly. I almost chose a disco song, but that I really like, but I decided you, against you it. You can name it if you want. Well, again, you maybe it, it maybe. honestly just like is it pales in comparison. So okay. I was like, shit, I, uh, it's, uh, oh my God. What's the goddamn title of the song? I know the artist. Funky Town. No, no, Jesus. Lips no. Inc. It's Sylvester. And it's, uh. Boy, I'm familiar with Sylvester, but if you played a you game called Johnny, feel. name a Sylvester song. Yeah, it's called You Make Me Feel Mighty Real. Okay. That sounds great. I was like, the only lyrics in the song are You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, basically. <laughs> so. Very different song. Yeah, very different. But I love when that song comes on when I'm anywhere. I just like want to dance around. And I'm not a big dancing kind of person. You're not a dancing uh, queen, so to speak. No, no. And I had to take dance in college and it was terrible. Uh, let's hear about that for a couple minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> Why did you have to take dance in college? Uh, well, did you, wait, did, I, you, did you go to a dancing school? I went to a school that had a dance program. Okay, that's not the same. So, no, I didn't go to a dancing school. Um, I got a degree in musical theater. Okay. Yeah. So this, this, they're like, you got to fold in some stuff on the sides, even though it's not exactly what you're here to do. Yeah, I have two batches, two batches. I'm a two-batch lady. Uh, BFA in musical theater and BSN in nursing. Very impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I barely got one. It's media studies. I, th I think both of you are struggling. <laughs> yeah, but then you got the other one, the big one. Yeah. Uh, so you, how many, did, how many dancing classes did you have to take? I had to take a lot. I was constantly taking dance. I oh, took man. ballet. I took jazz. I took tap. God help me. Boy. I took modern. I took uh, dance for the musical stage, which was like all sorts of historical dances. Like you were talking about waltzing, weren't you? Uh, probably. Okay. I enjoyed yeah. that three, four time. He said saying everything he knows about waltzes. Yeah, and I was like, I know how to waltz. I can Viennese waltz. I can, I don't know, polka, technically. But it would be a fucking sad sight. We're all big Frankie Yankovic fans here around on the show, so <laughs> glad to have you. Um, uh, yeah, I liked ballet the most. I, I did not know you did all that. That's really impressive. <laughs> yeah. and It seems uh, impossible. John likes to forget that, well, no, he doesn't, but... He, he does like to forget when he's talking about music and all the stuff he knows about music that Are I... Are you going to argue that you're a musician too? Uh, I mean, I I guess so, but not really. I, I wouldn't put up a big fight about it. <laughs> Would you like me to add you to the list of people who can declare whether a song is from the 70s? No. no okay, so you, don't, you, you are a musician, but you do not have enough experience in the field to say whether a song was released in the 1970s. If you had to have uh, like a theater, <laughs> God, uh, this sounds so dorky. Uh, if you had to have like a theater song, like reading music, uh, singing kind of aficionado, me and Matt is your last guest, right? Yes. Okay. He and I could probably pair up and and do that because he's in an acapella group, right? Yes. Yeah. So you got to be able to know harmony and read music for that. Do you think that Matt is qualified to say whether a song is from the seventies? I mean, isn't everybody because we have Google? Like, what the fuck? Oh, I, I, we established on the John episode that only musicians can do this. Oh God. 
So, so do you I think, mean, I guess so, yeah. Prob- probably just John, though, right? Just John, because he's the pedantic fuck. Exactly. He's going to be, we need him. So nobody else qualifies, only John. Yeah, because he's the on one that. who cares so much. Okay, That's good. like exactly. the qualifier. Yeah, I'm glad uh, that we, we are, so the, the decision committee on this issue remains, like if you get like the org chart, it's John Huber at the top, and then it's a blank page the rest of the way down. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, here's the take real quick. Tap, uh, tap dancing should yeah. not get to be its own category. That's just it's dancing so with hard. special shoes. Uh, why does this, this that shoe get all this credit? Everything um, else is so many different dances, and this one's just like, I wore these shoes and clipped my heels around. Yeah, I mean, you could say that about point shoes, but let me tell you what. Those point oh, shoes boy. are yeah. only held up by your fucking toes, and that shit is hard and, and painful. It's like, why, why, why would people do this to themselves? But it is beautiful and it is amazing. My sister did a bunch of like tumbling and gymnastics and slight dance stuff when I was a kid. And unfortunately it was at, she was doing it. I didn't do it, but she was doing it like a time when I couldn't, I was too young to like be left at home by myself, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so and then I, I don't really know why we didn't just drop her off, but it was like in another town because the town we grew up in was so small. And so I frequently had to just go and like hang out at this place and sit next to my mom while everybody did this. And then she so never did point, but one, I think they've just probably like fall and spring or something timing wise. So it'd be like one three month period. Uh, the group that went right before my sister's group was point, and he was like, "Holy fucking shit! How is this a thing?" And like, it, and like, okay. we'd get there, they would be like, I'd see the last five minutes every time, and they were and they were older, and they were getting really good by the end of the you know fall or spring or whatever it was, and it was unbelievable that yeah, like, how is that being taught? There's a the, reason the you don't see young point things. people mm-hmm. because you have to spend years strengthening your feet and your toes. If you don't have the right toes, which my dance teacher told me I did not, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't do points. <laughs> you showed because... up for the first day of class. Like, guess what? You failed. Go ahead and reschedule. Get Drop this class. Get something She else. was a fucking character. Mary Corsaro. She was such a character. She still is. I follow her on Instagram. She follows me back. I love her so much. She's insane. She was <laughs> like, she had this crazy voice uh, or way of speaking. And she was like, yeah, you got great feet, but your toes, they're too small. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I, guess I, I guess I can't speak to the accuracy, but boy, that accent in general, you nailed that pretty nicely. Thanks. Are you, you know, good at doing did, those? You good at voices? I'm good at accents. Uh, not, well, I used to be good at accents and I um, can do impressions of people pretty well. Nice. That must be nice. I, I, I don't have that. I did do an impression of you recently for John when I was like, no, I don't quoting, we were like pretending on a walk that like it was something that you would say. And I said something like you, and he's like, damn, that was actually a pretty good impression of Johnny. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It's no pressure. It's do, you, do, you want to, do you want to try to do it? Uh, no, because okay, I have no fair. idea what to say. It, it, so much of it would be the, the thing that I said, I'm sure. But I, I'm glad you know, I, to hear that I'm, I'm in your thoughts all the time. That was actually me, everybody. That was me <laughs> Oh, talking. my God, it was so good. <laughs> no, uh, of course. You're, you're one of our pals. That's true. Uh, it's time for our, God, I did it again. I'm not supposed to say it's time for our next segment. 
Okay, uh, weird silence where nothing happens and we both take a drink. Hey, Vicky, let me ask you another question. Is that is that all that much better than saying it's time for our next segment? I don't know, but it's what I did this time. What is your favorite outfit? My favorite outfit. So I have a question as the qualifier. Mm-hmm. Is it based on like what I wear the most often because I like to wear it the most? Or is it based on like what I save for like fun times? I mean, I think you can decide how you want to answer the question. But to me, I like the second one a lot more. Okay. I am a big fan of jumpsuits. Oh, boy. Hell, yeah. I have a bunch of great jumpsuits. I have like four or five, actually. Maybe like six. Um, one of them has like these little... It's like a black short sleeve with a zip in the front. And it's got like... Uh, it's black with white kind of uh renderings like drawing renderings of like faces and bodies sounds horrifying uh it does sound horrifying when i say it like that yeah but it's like actually just like really nice like silhouettes of like bodies and boobs and faces and uh i i just like it it's just like a nice print when you look at it from afar it sounds really cool uh, so you you say this is this is one that you you save for certain occasions. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, what what do you save this for? Often. You wear the what? You can't wear it too often. Can't wear it. So, what would be something where you'd break this out? A party. So you like either you're going to or you're hosting a party. You're Absolutely. really pumped and like you know everybody hasn't seen you in this a bunch of times. It's like yeah, or like a big fun dinner with friends or John or whatever. Very nice. Not too fancy because they're kind of casual. What's your favorite outfit of John's? Ooh. Well, his wedding suit was fucking non-point. Yeah? Yeah. It was so good. Uh, Well, he got these, like, Brooks Brothers suits. And one of them has, like, it looks bluish, but it's kind of greenish, actually. Um, And, like, almost... It doesn't have a sheen, but it's not flat, either. Nice. And he wore it with a white shirt. And like a purple tie with like pinky red flowers on it. And he had a matching uh, pocket square. I Brown shoes, brown belt. I want to say, is this, hmm, I could be overstepping here. I feel like one or both of you have a picture of John in a suit like this, like either pinned to the top of your Instagram or something I like have that. A picture. Of us at a wedding in Maine, Margaret's... Uh, you both have sunglasses, right? Yeah. You look, you look like the coolest fucking people in the history of the world. Oh, God, thanks. I, I felt really fun and cool at that wedding. Um, just like everybody was dressed really great, and we were like in the woods of Maine. It was awesome. But this, it sounds oh, like this is that not was, that suit. That was the sibling suit. Okay. To his green greenish suit. That was okay. the blue suit. Um, but he, yeah, he rocked that fucking suit too. Those two suits are my favorite outfits of his. It sounds like he's doing well. And he has this really great red, um, it's almost like a flannel fleece-ish kind of thing. It's like, I don't know what fabric it is. It's like a thick flannel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got like wolves on it, but it's bright red. And it's got like black wolf print. But they're like kind of big and like spaced out, so it doesn't look. It's not like a weird small print. Just I cannot a, picture this at all. 
Uh, there's probably videos of him on his Instagram somewhere. We'll all go check out John's Instagram and try to find red yeah. flannel, black wolf print, not too small. Yeah. And we're going to see that. And the moment we'll probably we see probably the tagged videos of him. Tagged videos. We're all going to check this out. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Um, hey, Vicky. Yeah. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week? I'm bringing balsamic reduction in a bottle. Oh, boy. Yeah. Balsamic reduction in a bottle. That sounds like the phrasing we want here. Is that correct? Yeah, not the one, not the one that you make yourself that takes out. I don't gotta lean over the stove and do this all goddamn. No, you just buy it straight in the aisle where the olive oil is mm -hmm. and the vinegar is, and you just fucking douse it on anything. So good. So good. We've been putting it on pizza. Hey, nice. So good. Whole pizza or just, just, just tagging the crust? Um, whole pizza. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. With like savory, spicy elements. Like we've got these peppers that I remembered about. Um, I don't know if that's a way to talk. <laughs> remembering about something. Um, when we went to go visit my mom for her wedding in Washington and I forgot about these peppers that are called Mama Lil's peppers and you can get, and they're like kind of spicy. And they're just jarred in this like oil and you can put them on anything in pasta, on pizza, on sandwiches with cheese, grilled cheese. I don't know. It's, it's just so good. Um, cause it's like just a little spicy, but you can get the spicy ones too. There's like a different bottle that's spicier. We have the regular kind, but that with balsamic reduction on a pizza, chef's kiss. Sounds amazing. Uh, that's a really good sauce and I'm going to get out ahead of it. Ain't nobody going to come tell me that's not a sauce. We have some people in the group who want to tell me about what sauces is and what sauces is not. Ooh. And everything is a sauce. So that's a sauce. If you, if I don't, this is, this is an easy that. one, but it, I mean, this is a sauce. Yeah. I mean, you have to make it. It's like a. A reduction is a sauce anyway. They just bottle it because I'm too lazy to make it. It is delicious. If it's in a bottle and it's delicious, there's a good chance it's a sauce. Yeah. You can pour it over stuff. Hell yeah. Um, I think it's time for big final main segment. Is that a different transition than what I've done before? Perhaps. I don't know. I think so. We're going to do some general Xmas talk, but what I really want to do is get your feelings on a bunch of different subsets of Christmas. I almost said vibes, but I know you're not a vibes person, so I don't want to say that. But just like things that build into making Christmas what it is. And I want to know which of these you think are great and which of these you don't really give a shit about. How does that sound? Sounds great. Uh, let's start with where do you stand? How do you feel about, and this is really broad-based. You know what? I'm even going to break it down. Are you excited about Christmas treats? Christmas treats. I like Christmas treats a lot. I know lot. You, you did tell me about this cookie exchange, so you're clearly not like all the way out. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the first time I made a Christmas treat, and it turned out pretty good. 
And all the Christmas treats that everybody else made were so good. Also, who doesn't like a fucking treat? And it happens to be in the month. Any day of the year, I'll take a treat. Christmas theme. Shaped like a tree? Don't care. That's fine. Let's go. I got to say, morale on my unit is like high. Very high. Everybody's fine. It's very busy. Uh, It's very high because everybody gets to come in and like have a little treat and talk to each other and then like go back out and do their thing and then come back and have a treat. That's great. How it works where I work anyway. What about Christmas food in general, like the food you have at a Christmas dinner? See, I don't know what, what do regular people like not Puerto Ricans have at Christmas dinner? I think a Christmas ham is popular. Okay. Obviously, I'm not eating that. that for my Christmas bonus this year. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, my my work, my multi-million dollar hospital uh, network gave me a $20 coupon for a ham, a turkey, or fruits and vegetables. <laughs> okay. The extremely fair vegetarian option. Yeah. Here's exactly. some fruits and vegetables. Yeah, buy cauliflower. Get the fuck out of my yeah, face. Yeah, you, you want a bunch of oranges and a Santa shoe? Go for it. Here they are. <laughs> um, I, for, I forgot the question. Christmas I, Christmas I dinner food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So growing up, I had like rice and beans, pasteles, oh, yeah. which is like a almost like a Puerto Rican tamale made with plantain instead of cornmeal. And it's got like... Usually it has like pork and like a spicy, couple spicy peppers and a couple olives in it. Um, they're so fucking good. It's like, I think it's an acquired taste because when I introduce people to them and they've not grown up with them, they're kind of like, oh, cool. <laughs> um, John likes them though, which is nice. Um, that they would have a ham and then they would have pork chops. But that's like maybe because we were feeding like the large family or like a turkey. Um, if because we were feeding the large family, uh, traditionally, well, we're going to Christmas dinner at my brother's house this year, which was a whole thing. I almost started a family feud because I was like, let's just do dinner on Sunday and like you guys can open presents on Monday without us. And they like, <laughs> there was like major tension. Uh, when my parents were around, uh, it was frequently a thing where I would just always have, especially in like, let's say the 2011 to 2018 period, uh, it would frequently be like Johnny either can't get his travel situation sorted out or his work is all fucked up. And so like, we had Thanksgiving on Thursday one time during those seven years and it was just like oh yeah you know and and honestly we would it would be a small thing but then like uh some of my grandparents and an, a stray aunt or uncle or whatever would come and it would be really fun and, and in part because like you weren't necessarily competing for like everybody could go have other things on certain days and then i'd be there and there'd be one at my parents house and i just thought like this is easily the thing and then occasionally i have raised this with with gina and in extension to her family like well what if it's like the day isn't meaningful the event is meaningful and i was returned with the day is meaningful (laughs) you know what you know when thanksgiving is thursday (laughs) not friday not saturday not any other fucking day it's the day so it's going to be the day and christmas is going to be the day 
Okay. I, I, I'm sorry for my bad idea. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as you, which is like non-tradition, tradition. tradition it, it's about like the company you're keeping and, you know, getting together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what fucking day you do it. But let me tell you, there was some severe text tension. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't respond. And then like my brother sent John a text being like, what's wrong with Vicky? Is she like... What, what, like, I don't know what he said. Your brother sent John a text saying, what's your separate text? And so John was like, let me count the ways. Well, he was like, no, I think she was just busy at work, which was like kind of true. But like, I also like was texting them. So I had a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, but I guess I forget how meaningful Christmas is to other people and how it like the traditions, like really mean a lot the day the time the food yeah um i don't know i'm i'm kind of down for anything though it's impressive i care about anything ever so <laughs> tell me like oh we had a big fun party with lots of food on december 26th disgusting i i just i don't know but again i'm like the least sentimental dude around so whatever i think that uh going forward we should uh give all these a very general ranking let's go one to ten uh so how do you feel about the food on christmas day as a scale of on a scale of one to ten i mean i guess neutral is like uh, i don't care so one Okay, well, I don't think one is neutral. Wait, I think one is, I'd it? say five is neutral and one is I act, actively dislike this. Oh, okay. And ten is like, this is my favorite thing about Christmas. Oh, we do the opposite scale at work, so that's why I'm going the other way. Oh, you, 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 the pain scale, right? The faces. Yeah, the pain scale. And the faces are like, like, yeah, I'm ten, not. Ten, yeah, ten is like, my bone is coming out of my body and I yeah, don't and like that. Yeah, and my expressions for like t- what a ten is, like my explanations for what a ten is changes every once in a while. Like lately, it's been the most excruciating, writhing in pain. Like you can't barely take it. Uh, pain zero mm-hmm. to ten, and zero is no pain. So what is it? I didn't think of that, but that that is or hit honest, by a yeah. That's a good easy one. Okay. Oh no, that's it. I don't want the base the z- the one. I feel like no pain is not a good description of your least favorite thing about Christmas. Um. My okay, so. Do I have to actively dislike it if it's on the bottom of the list? It's your skill to do with as you place. Because I like food. That's true. As, yeah, mean, okay. I like Christmas food, especially when other people are making it. It's great. Uh, all right, so I'll switch it up. So 10 is like the worst. 10's the best. 10's the best. Fuck. <laughs> 10's the best. Okay. So I like food a lot, so I'll give it like a seven. Okay. And what about Christmas treats? Christmas treats? I want to say eight because they're Christmas treats and you don't get them all the time and they're fun. Uh, here's a fun story that I'll just relay I, about Christmas treats. I, My uh, grandmother on my dad's side died in let's say 2013 and before she died i was very fortunate in that for whatever reason like she didn't she didn't like seem like she was gonna die soon but she was in her 80s and i but thankfully i just had been in the area and i went 
I just started deciding I'm going to go visit my grandma every month. Her her husband, my grandfather, had passed away a couple years earlier. And so she, she lived alone. And I was just like, I'm just, every month, I'm going to go see her. Just me. And so, like, it, you know, I, I, I guess I don't, I shouldn't say you know how things are with grandmas. But for me, at least, I usually went to visit her with, like, a bunch of other people around. And it was, like, it was very nice. But how much do you really sit down and talk to the person? Not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this was like the overwhelming majority of the actual me and Joan Rhodes sitting next to each other, having a conversation. 95% of that happened during this year when I just started doing this. And uh, she told me about a bunch of stuff. Uh, one highlight was when I told asked her why she had such a large family because she had seven sons and a daughter. And she said that it was because birth control didn't work very well back then. Oh, dear. And just just straight up, like, Grandma doesn't give a fuck anymore. Grandma going to say whatever. <laughs> Grandma would not have said this 10 years ago. I couldn't have handled it 10 years ago, but now we're here. <laughs> we're going to talk about some stuff. Here's what really happened with this. Here's what really happened with this. I got some some good stories about everybody. I'm so thankful to have all these memories. One time I went down there, and she was like, do you like sauerkraut? And I was like, hell yeah, I love sauerkraut. And she's like, next time you come, I'm going to make some sauerkraut. And so then I went down, and the next time uh, I had it, and it was great. And she was like, I thought you'd like it. I wrote the recipe down. Mm-hmm. And so I still have that recipe because I keep a uh, a cookbook that is really a photo album where you can, like, peel back the sticky pages. Mm-hmm. And I just either print stuff out or however I have it, and I put it in there, and I put the plastic back down over it. It's like a scrapbook. It's like, it's like a scrapbook, except there's a bunch of recipes. And it's become even more like a scrapbook because now, like – there's things from that my dead mom wrote in her hand in this book uh-huh. that I really treasure. I'm so happy to have. I love my parents' handwriting, too. It's such a thing. I have nothing from my dad, but his handwriting was worse than mine, and mine is the worst I've ever seen other than this. <laughs> but my mom had very – she was a, a middle school English teacher. She had very pretty uh, cursive handwriting. And so I have several recipes that are just her handwriting. And honestly, a lot of them have meat, and I would I'm probably never going to make them again. But I would be devastated to not have these in my possession and just be able to look at that and see it. Yeah. Uh, and so I also have this one recipe from my grandma, and it's it's in her cursive handwriting. Very messy, very hard to read, and also tiny little handwriting. I don't know why it's so small, but that's how she did it. And then my cookbook has been deteriorating. And uh, so it's like falling apart. And so I've recently been moving some pages around. I need to just get a new book, but I haven't done it yet. But I was moving the page that my grandmother's sauerkraut recipe was on, and I took it out, and I set it on the table, and goddamn, there's a backside to it. Oh, my gosh. And it ended with a, a short note ending with, I love you, Johnny. And I, goddamn, it was like she came back from, like, she's been dead for 10 years. I haven't oh, heard from her. Oh, yeah. And then I found this secret note. For, it was an incredible moment. That's such a sweet surprise. It was so nice. And above it, there is a recipe for a Christmas treat. Oh, and so I found treat? this in like September. And then I set a reminder on my phone like, okay. I said for like some, beginning of December, like make the grandma roads treat. What is it? Did you make it yet? I made it. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, uh, and this is, this is very her, but it's, whatever uh it's put a bunch of pret i'm not exaggerating is take a cookie sheet put a bunch of pretzels on it get some rollos 
put a Rolo on each pretzel, put it in the oven, 300 degrees, two or three minutes, take it out, and then take a pecan and push down into the top of each soft Rolo, let cool. Uh, it's honestly, it's not a bad idea. That's a great idea. Rollers are terrible though. What? I like Rolos. When's the last time you had a Rolo? Part of me was like, like not that long ago because people get those stupid bags of Halloween candy and there's always fucking Rolos in them. See, I feel like maybe Rolos were better in the past. These Rolos I got, first off, I got them at Target and it was like a big bag with just a bunch of loose Rolos in it and not, and they were... And not like the roll of Rolos. Yeah. Isn't that why they're called Rolos? I don't know, but I assume. Yeah, I thought it was. So maybe these were just bogus Rolos I had. But I ate this and I was like, if this weren't the shittiest chocolate and caramel I've ever had, this would be good. So maybe I'll try it again, but like get an actual good chocolate caramel thing and put on each one. But, I mean, I'm not mad at a Rolo, especially when I'm going into the break room and wanting a little Christmas treat or a treat of some kind. Maybe I'm too down on Rolos. We're a treat. We're a treat crew. Treat crew. A lot of treats, and people are always happier when there's treats. I can understand that. That's so sweet that you found that. I love it. It it was an emotional and great moment, like a highlight of the year. Tbh, when I was oh. like, oh yeah, my grandma had some nice words for me. I didn't. I never even saw them until now. But maybe now is when I needed to see them. He said, pretending there was order to the universe. I know. Somebody said some shit to me today, like, if it would have happened, if it should have happened, it would have happened. And I was like, fuck you. That must be a nice position to be able to hold. I know. Um, No offense. Let's. I think we did all our rankings so far. We're doing a great job. Do you like giving gifts? Love it. Tell me about that. I love giving gifts. I. So we did Secret Santa this year, just as an example. And someone who I'm not very close to, but like I co-work with, um, she doesn't cook for herself at all. She eats lean cuisine lunches every day. She, I guess she told me it was like two years ago, you see like these little chocolate bars, uh, crunch bars. She would like bring them in all the time, but she said it was like two years ago and I didn't think that, but. I got her some Lean Cuisine lunches, some Crunch Bars, and a Diet Coke because she's only drinks Diet Coke. <laughs> and she was, like, so happy. That's so nice. But also just, like, you know, she probably felt seen in a in a yeah. positive way. And what is it, like, love languages or something? I, I like to give gifts. Um, I like to be thoughtful and try to find a good gift for people. And I don't like money is a construct in my mind, which is probably why I'm not great with it. But other people get great gifts. No expense spared. (laughs) Okay. Now flip it. How do you like receiving gifts? I feel like I'm kind of hard to buy for if you don't know me well. If you know me well, I feel like it's just easy. And I think that's like a redundant like, oh, yeah, duh. But... I don't know. I feel like it's kind of hard to buy for me. Um, I like receiving gifts. I don't like surprises, but I like receiving gifts. Tell me about not liking surprises. Um, 
it's really hard to surprise me because I can kind of figure out what the fuck it is before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Huber is actually one of the best gift givers ever. Uh, that's John and Michael's mom mm-hmm. for everybody else. Um, she is just so thoughtful. She listens and she like makes mental notes and like throughout the year and just like remembers shit and like got me, I don't, she made us a Christmas needle point with Whoa. like our initials. Excuse me. I'm burping. Sorry, Margaret and Michael. Um, <laughs> she made us this like needlepoint and it was like tailored to us and like when we got married and it's a Christmas theme so we bring that out every year and it's just so she's just so thoughtful and like so good at it like I aspire to that level of gift good giving good gift giving there we go um I think I agree with you in that I feel like I am difficult to buy presents for in large largely for me because anything that is within the range of a reasonable expenditure on a gift i would just buy for myself immediately yeah i buy myself everything that i ever wanted and then and then obviously there's there's tons of stuff i want but also like you're not nobody's fucking spending that on a present for me that's that's insane like if I, if I didn't just buy it, it's because it's too expensive for me to buy for myself or for you to buy for me as a gift. It's off the table. So it's just like that's <laughs> not that, that's why we don't have it because it's too expensive. Um, and so it, it is only the like I say, Gina is very good at always either just like listening and thinking of things, but it, it, listening and keeping that in her head all year, or just like thinking, oh, this Johnny likes these things, he should like this too, and then just like, well, yeah, I didn't know I wanted that, but I did. And that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and give me scores one to ten for gift giving and gift receiving. I think ten. That's like the best part. Yeah. Yeah. High praise. I think that's the best part. Even if it's like little stuff, who cares? Like, it's just really nice, especially when you get a thoughtful gift. I got like a really good Secret Santa gift this year, and it was like very tailored and like to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was so happy, like immediately, just like serotonin boost, like boom. <laughs> and God knows I need it. So, hey. Do you want to tell us what it is? Yeah. Um, my coworker, Lito, short for Ariolito, but that's, oh God. Um, I can't talk like that, like, unless I'm really trying. <laughs> um, so, Lito, he and I bond over Puerto Ricanness. And he got me a bottle of Coquito. This was a $15 limit, by the way. He got me a bottle of Coquito. He got me three cocktails in a bottle, uh, a Cosmo, an Aviation, and a Margarita bottle. And he got me a monogram tumbler with a V on it. And it's like a cute little, like, wine-looking champagne tumbler. It's really cute. And he even said that he was like looking for one with a J on it because he thought that John would want one too. And I was like, Oh my God, John would hate it. But thank <laughs> you so much. And, uh, an ornament made by like a Latina owned business, um, with like a 2023 on it. It's like a porcelain thing with like art on it of some people, some like 
people of color putting up a Christmas tree. Um, and he also came through with the pasteles because you can only get pasteles if like somebody makes them and they're, it's like a huge thing to make them. Um, I don't know what this one is. Oh, this is that Puerto Rican thing that is like plantain instead of like the Puerto Rican tamale. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, you have to like know someone to get them. And my dad had a person, but he's not here. So my, so I didn't have a hookup. Mm-hmm. And my brother brought over the pasteles for Thanksgiving and was like, yeah, this is the last of the stash. But now <laughs> I have a hookup. His aunt makes them. Like, honestly, that alone would have been an, like, like, here's my aunt's yeah. contact information would have been an amazing gift. Exactly. And that's just like the fun throw in after all this other stuff. He went like above and beyond and he was like so sweet. And he's like, look, you know, whatever niceties between us, like just it was so meaningful. And I just loved it so much. Whereas like, you know, other times you get like a wallet, which is what I got last year. For a <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you so much. And, and it, it's it's nice to receive anything, but I mean, clearly here, as as you say, it is like specific. You know what? It feels good to be known so well. Might be it one does. way of putting it. Yeah, it like it feels really good to just be like heard in that way, mm-hmm. like, and then translated into a monetary gift of things. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, let's knock out a couple more real fast. Yeah, you like Christmas music. Not that much. Yeah, same. I used to be into it. I just now think it's bullshit. Yeah, I I used to like a couple things, but like not so much. I used to have like a playlist. I, I just think that like I don't like general Christmas music. I made a playlist that was like a narrowly focused thing towards stuff I liked. And mm-hmm. then it was awesome for like three years. But like there's like 20 songs on it. And I listened to all those songs over and over That's again at Christmas for three years. And now I'm like sick of all those songs. I made a new playlist this year trying to find some other stuff. Some of them are okay, but I just, whatever on Christmas music. Did you have the Paul McCartney Christmas song on it? Simply having a wonderful Christmas yeah. time? That song is the worst. It's, oh, thank God. It's the worst. Yeah, F-. It gets your head so bad. Yeah. So bad. Anyway, go on. Go on. Quick okay. second. Uh, we're going to split this up. Let's do first. Decorating. Do you like decorating your home or your car or anything like that? I love decorating. That's probably number nine. I think I'm keeping up with my numbers, but if I'm repeating numbers, who cares? Also, you can, you can, if you want, you give everything a five and just say Christmas is mid AF. No, nine is probably, I love decorating. I didn't have the gusto to put on all the decorations for the tree this year. We only used like our uh, important ornaments instead of like the little plastic filler ones too mm-hmm. and i made the kids do it at thanksgiving <laughs> it was great <laughs> um but yeah decorating is i love it and then what about experiencing other people's decorations um i like that too it seems like you don't like it as much though. i don't like it as much because i don't care about their decorations um like i care about mine I'm not, and I'm not trying to like top anybody because ours are going to be what they are. I don't usually, I'm not allowed to expand my Christmas decorating because every time I suggest buying more Christmas decorations, John is like, hell no. (laughs) So, uh, not that I'm not allowed, but I'm definitely, it's poo pooed every time I try to (laughs) expand a Christmas decoration. 
I like when other people de- decorate like crazy. I'm like, where do you keep this mostly? Like, where where do you store this? Like, where's your space? How do you have so much space? I have like two boxes of Christmas stuff, and it is the most obnoxious thing in the world trying to find places around my small apartment with very little closet and storage <laughs> stuff. It's like it is. Honestly, I should just throw everything away and buy new stuff every year, but I don't want to do that because I like the Christmas decoration things I have. But it's just like as a utility efficiency perspective, it is outrageous how much effort I spend uh, keeping Christmas two bo- two big boxes of Christmas stuff around so I can put it out for a month. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like our tree's pretty big. It's like, excuse me, sorry, everyone. Uh, it's like seven and a half feet, I think. That is pretty big. And I got it from like Marketplace. It was a Costco tree and it's like pre-lit. So we don't have to have like a whole nother box of lights. Um, but the box for this thing is fucking massive. (laughs) And it was sitting in our guest room closet for a while. And John was like so mad every time he opened the closet door. <laughs> there was a giant box for a Christmas tree there anytime I feel that. outside of December. Uh, so we started putting all of our Christmas stuff in the garage where we can now not park. But um, it's worked out pretty well. It makes everything like much more chill if you have somewhere to store all <laughs> your So I totally understand why everybody goes balls to the wall. If they have like, you know, a storage space or a garage or an attic or whatever. Man, imagine. And maybe not everybody listening will identify. Maybe many people listening will be like, I don't imagine that I have it. Imagine having like legit rental storage space money. Oh my gosh. To just be like, oh yeah, I have all this extra stuff that doesn't go in my house. And it's just in a box and I'll swing over there in November and just pay for the thing for the whole year otherwise. That that just blows my mind. Yeah, I've had to have I've had to have some stuff in storage before, and it was not a good time. It's like instantly, how soon can I get this out of storage? Yeah, it needs to not be there as soon as fucking possible. Not in storage because going to storage place sucks. But having the money for a bunch of storage that'd be great. Seems good. Yeah, it seems seems nice. Uh, Do you want to give a score to other people's decorations? I don't know anybody else's decorations. I just mean like how much how much you enjoy oh, how other much people I'm decorating I'm stuff. Four. So if that went away, it would be okay. But it, it, it does add a little bit to your Christmas experience. Yeah, four, five, four, okay. five. Uh, I've got two more. Uh, Jesus stuff. He is the meaning, the reason for the season. Ugh, one. Yeah, same. And uh, we could go on to the general vibe. Do you like the vibe of Christmas? I know you're not a vibes person, so I was hesitant to even ask. I mean, I'm not a, like a vibes person in that I don't talk about them that often. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, obviously everybody feels. Do, do, do you you do feel the vibe? You do like oh I things. Feel are, the vibe. As I was like at work with the treats and stuff. You're like oh, I, it's, it's a I different don't really vibe. I care about Christmas spirit mm-hmm. or whatever. But like everybody, a lot of people are like, there is something nice about December. And I guess it's probably Christmas related. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like three, four, five. I, I feel like without Christmas, December would be one of the worst months. Yeah, that's right. So probably a five. Yeah. I mean, the, just the the darkness alone is rough. 
Yeah, it was the, the shortest day of the year. You just had that, yeah. Yesterday. But it's always, if nothing else, I can start telling myself, we're going the other direction now. Like, not yeah. that, like, today I'm going to be pleased with when the sun sets, which it's 2.45, so an hour from now. It looks so dark. <laughs> it's also just been a gray fucking bullshit couple of days here anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it, at the very least, like, this mental, I can be like, you know what? Better than yesterday, which at the end of November, you're like, every day is worse than the last. Now, yeah. do I say that looking in the mirror, holding a glass of moonshine every night? Yes. <laughs> but I especially say it those days. Uh, so that's final thing. Just no discussion. One to ten. Christmas. Eight. I think that's fair. I'll give it a six. Uh, Vicky, do you have anything you'd like to plug? You know, I want to plug all those musicians out there who, like, don't necessarily think that <laughs> they're, like, the best musicians, but, like, they understand music and they can play a little bit of something and they're working on it. So a shout out to the musicians who might not be professional musicians. Yeah. I exactly. Like Good for them. They should keep their heads up, huh? Yeah, keep your head up. They might make something of this yet. Yeah, even if John Huber tells you some <laughs> dejecting. Keep on, keep on, keeping on. I think it's a great plug. Uh, Vicky, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had a wonderful time. Me too. This has been fun. Best wishes in the interview.